0: Ladies and gentlemen, a free agency off-season edition of The Sunday Card. I thought that we might never get back to this point. I didn't know if we were going to be back till September. I didn't know. I don't think any of us knew. But you know what? We persevered. We made it through the last couple of months. We let the chips fall where they may with coaching decisions and free agency. And now we're almost at the NFL draft. I am so excited. It feels like. It feels like the season's starting tomorrow, and I know it's not, but it is still a very exciting time in the NFL. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice Maddie, C Matt Silberth. He's come out, he's he's the ice has melted. It's springtime. Look at this beautiful, beautiful time to be alive for the for the iceman. And of course, our producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, is also with us. Maddie, how are you, my friend? It's been too long.
1: It has been too long to just, you know spit on the mic about some uh, nonsense going on in the NFL. There's a, the NFL doesn't stop. I know you're sitting, you're like back till September, you know, the NFL doesn't stop. It's a 365 a day kind of league. Um, and obviously all of the free agency stuff that's happened. You are just watching every single pro day. I know. it. I, have you been to any pro days yet? Are you getting invited out? Have you been to Mac Jones's pro day?
0: I, I got the private link to the all 22 at Alabama's pro day. So We were watching Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, little Christian Barmore, sprinkle that on there, D tackle learn the name. Uh, It's been fantastic getting to watch pro days of quarterbacks and seeing GMs, uh, trades, like the trades that have happened with this draft have like really thrown me for a loop, especially with like, you know, we'll talk about this when the draft comes, but like San Francisco and making that huge trade and all these quarterback trades that have happened like since we left the air, it has been an exciting time, and the best part about it is there are quarterbacks in this draft that have we have no idea where they're going. No
1: idea. I, I mean, just the amount of new quarterbacks from existing existing uh, you know quarterbacks in the league, and then there's upwards of you know three, four, five rookies that could be starting this year on new teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably you would think the top three for sure. Um, so, I mean, the amount of new quarterbacks in the league—it's it, just insane from where we came. I don't know, what was it? Maybe seven, eight years ago when everybody was saying how there was just like a a drought of good quarterbacks in the league. And now every single draft, there's, there's two to three that teams can't wait to get their hands on and they're willing to trade all of their other assets to move up and get these quarterbacks. So we are in a a golden age of the quarterback right now.
0: That's exactly right. And I think the other thing too, is that teams are more willing to get rid of their quarterbacks early. So that's, that's like a big storyline for me. I mean, we talked about it before with Goff and Stafford. Like I wasn't, I don't know if that trade went down, if we were still on the air or not, but Uh, we can discuss that probably in our NFC show. So the next two shows, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, are going to be an AFC free agency breakdown and NFC free agency breakdown. So we'll release the AFC first and the NFC second. And, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, we're going to do this by division. We're going to give you some over-unders we like, some division champions, maybe some MVPs. And, of course, we're going to pick the way too early champions, huh? I mean, come on. So speaking of quarterbacks, though, you bring it up. Let's start in the AFC East because there's two real storylines. One happens to do with my team. One happens to do with Lewis's team, Lewis. The quarterback change is upon us, and it is in the Broadway Broadway city, the city that never sleeps. New York City. Sam Darnold is gone. He's been traded from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers. The Jets made all these offseason moves and acquisitions. Let's start with the AFC East. Let's start with your discussion, just real quick, on the New York Jets and what this means. Now, is this a good move for the Jets or a bad move, Matt?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's a—it's hard to say. It's a good move, but, you know. I mean, you always want to go younger quarterback. I think that Sam Darnold's time in New York was just sullied, and, and I think you know, new regime, new head coach—you kind of just have to start anew. But that's coming from a guy who was kind of hoping that my team was going to be able to acquire Sam Darnold because I think there's a lot of gas left in his tank. He, he was drafted as you know at like 19 years old. He's only what 22 now. He's in his yep. you know he's missed some time. He's he's had obviously the mono thing and he missed with some other injuries. So have we given this guy enough time in the league with a full season under a competent head coach? He definitely hasn't had that. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, and you, know, you got to think Carolina and Joe Brady. And Matt Rule down there are happy to, you know, maybe have the next the next star that gets removed from Adam Gaze and all of a sudden flourishes, you know, i.e., Ryan Tannehill and some of these other examples that you could definitely cite that uh, they get better once they leave Adam Gase's uh, head coaching.
0: What a perfect spot for Darnold to go to. I mean, I know nobody was a bigger fan of the Carolina Panthers than me last year. I, I think that is a golden spot. I think the Jets really. Swung and missed on this opportunity. I I think they really should have should probably target linemen in the draft. But look at the guys that they I mean you bring in they they really only targeted defense uh, yep. as in terms of their free agency acquisitions. Yes, you bring in Corey Davis and that Corey Davis had an amazing year last year in Tennessee. But to give Darnold a chance an opportunity to work with those guys like. And to work with Lafleur, the the Matt Lafleur's uh, brother Mike, I mean that that really I feel like could have been a good combination. But it's really on the defensive side of the ball that the Jets really kind of put their money in. Not as much spending as you would think, at least compared to some other teams.
1: Yeah, old old alligator arms. Woody Johnson did not <laughs> was not able to reach his wallet. Was not able to reach the checkbook. And, and like you said, I mean. The, the offensive pieces they add with, with Kaelin Cole, Corey Davis, like, again, these just feel like pieces that you're supposed to surround your talent with as, as support. This these aren't the splash players that you kind of need to, to reshape this offense that, you know, it really just wasn't a good offense. They haven't had a good offense in quite a few years. So these are kind of those players. I feel like that you, you end up pushing you to get over the hump. I mean, they're not even close to They're, they're, they're at the bottom of the hill. They haven't even reached, you know, the hump. So. Right.
0: I I think I think you make a good point. And in the fact that they're now going to have a new quarterback coming in. It's it's a weird dynamic with with all going on. But I do like the acquisition of Carl Lawson. I do like Mm Sheldon Rankins, Gerard Davis. I mean, I like a lot of these Vinnie Curry, like they beefed up the defensive line to go with Quinn and Williams and some other dudes, uh, especially after losing Henry Anderson, too. So like, I think the defensive line, but we kind of already knew the defensive line was very good. Like, that was the best part of the Jets. So it, it's
1: it's always the Jets. That's their, right. their entire t- persona.
0: So with the Jets and Lewis, I mean, I didn't even ask you. I should ask you, like, how do you feel about this offseason?
1: You know, I don't mind. I understand the same, Donald. You feel like it's a, a missed opportunity in the Jets to let them, you know, have some more time with the organization. But if we got three picks out of it and a chance to take a kid they say is just as good, it is what it is. It's still the Jets. You know, it's not far off of – if you're telling me, though, that one quarterback is as good as the other quarterback and one of them comes with three picks, that's, you know, that's that's where I'm at. I'm trying to be optimistic here. All right. Of
0: course he's <laughs> trying to be optimistic. Is, where, where else – how can you be pessimistic? There's nowhere to go. You can't go lower than where you are. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that Joe Douglas did. Speaking of the rest of the AFC and speaking of weaponry, the other big story and maybe the story of free agency – and I did not expect this to happen, was the struck truck, that the Bill Belichick and company backed up for free agents, like $130 million worth of free agency. Uh, I can just go through the list. Matt Judon, John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, Jalen Mills, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Kyle Vannoy, Henry, Day, Henry Anderson. They trade for Trent Brown re-signed James White and a couple other players, David Andrews. They went crazy. It Cra- wasn't like the crazy, like the first few days where you're like, how are they spending this much money? But Matt, my question is to you, how much does it impact the Patriots knowing that Cam Newton's still the quarterback?
1: I was just going to say, how far can you go under Cam Newton? That That's the biggest thing. As much as you had all these other pieces – you know, you got to have the quarterback to get you there. And now what they've added, obviously with, you know, clearly Hunter Henry, John Smith, we're getting back to two tight end system. Oh. We're going back to, to some 12 formation, uh, some plays, some big 22, uh, yes. but. You know, so they will be able to hopefully maybe run behind those guys and mix in some really good play action pass with the, with the tight ends, obviously, you know, blocking half the time, going out in routes half the time. I think that's going to be kind of the system they go with here. And then obviously you absolutely load up on the defensive side. I mean, I think that they're going to just try and just, you're just going to try and win win games 17, 14 all year, just grind these games out and just try and, you know, have Cam take you as far as he can. I think that, again, it's only another one-year deal. Obviously they had to pay him more money. You can't just bring back on another one-year deal for, you know, nothing. Um, if you're, you know, he's, he has to have some value. Um, but I think they might be a little quicker to go to maybe Stidham or, you know, is Hoyer still on the team? I hope that he got no, cut after that.
0: He's not. Yeah. So. After that
1: Chiefs game last year, I don't think he would have been, Thank um, God. but you know, they, they might, they might be willing to pull the plug on him a little more, especially if the rest of the team, the defense is, is, you know, playing well, but you know, obviously you're the, you're the Patriots expert here. What's your thoughts on these moves?
0: I love the defensive moves because that was a huge problem last year is, is they had no linebacker help. And now they get Judon to play outside linebacker. They get Vanoy to play outside linebacker again. They get Hightower back. I mean, like that, that's such an upgrade. And then you add to an already really good secondary with Jalen Mills. Uh, all of these things, they it beef up the D-line with Godshaw from uh, Miami and Henry Anderson. I love all that stuff. Matt, uh, the the receivers are interesting to me. I think yep. the tight ends are fantastic. Obviously, like this is, I think the Patriots just upgraded their tight end room to probably be the best tight end room in football now. Um, For sure. But Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, likable players, but very similar to what you said about the Jets, guys that you maybe surround other big pieces around with. But the thing about the Patriots is that they've never had that. 1A receiver really mm-hmm. since Randy Moss. I mean, it just Edelman's retirement, Edelman's retirement is, you know, it's kind of inevitable, but he really wasn't the same player. And, and even Edelman is not necessarily that, you know, 1A guy. He's ever putting up those gaudy numbers. He's just that great safety blanket. So Aguilar was a big overpay, but still, I mean, I'm not totally convinced. I think they could be a playoff team. I really do. Because just because how good, how well they're coached. Um, I think they can also challenge for the division. I, I think they can do that. I just don't think that they're the team to beat. That's the only thing I would say.
1: Yeah, Aguilar, I think the public opinion on Aguilar, going from where he was at in Philly to now, he had like one, like half a year in 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 Las Vegas. And it was like, I'm still looking at Nelson Aguilar as, again, the guy that was just dropped everything for Philadelphia that. on a playoff. In a, in a It was a playoff game or just the playoff hunt. But I mean, he, that guy was brutal. So yeah, I think that is a bit of an overpay and and I'm going to just take right now. They could be a threat for the division, but I'm going to transition to the next team that I want to talk about who I think is the other threat to the division. Obviously there's the clear favorite and the bills we'll get to, but the dolphins, man, I, I love what the dolphins did. I mean, Talk about, they're going to be playing some stellar, stellar defense. I think next year under Brian Flores, bringing uh, Bernardrick McKinney in from Houston. Obviously that trade for Shaq Lawson. Um, I think they have, they have other edge rushers, but they needed the linebacker help. Justin Coleman comes in to help out a, an already good secondary. I I, and I just, and then they add a couple, a couple pieces in their offensive line to help keep Tua a protected. I mean, I love their moves. What do you think?
0: You know, it's a funny thing with them. I mean, I like the Justin Coleman move. I'm not sold right now on Bernard McKinney being a – like he'll be an impact player, but the loss – like I think Shaq Lawson's a better player. I think it's a downgrade. Justin Coleman's a really good nickel corner. So he really can play those slot corners – the slot receivers really, really well. They're really good. My issue is still Tua. And Tua to me is the thing that's holding them back. They bring in Will Fuller. And I think that's a really – interesting guy to bring in as well too. Is that Will Fuller comes to Miami and gives them more of a deep threat. That Devonte Parker's more that possession receiver that's big and like can can out physical a lot of guys. So if Fuller can stay on the field, Tua has a good arm throwing deep down the field. It's those wide side sideline throws that we always talked about with Tua. So um they did lose guys on defense and then re-upped on some newer pieces. Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of in the same boat with Miami where they were last year. I I just, again, if Tua doesn't, if Tua does not progress, it's hard for me to see Miami be well, especially with new England getting better Buffalo being as good as they are. And maybe the jets are better, I guess. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know about Miami. I, I, they're they're not a team that's on my radar. I'll tell you that.
1: I think I have I have faith again. I like uh, the Will Fuller being added. And obviously Devontae Parker is such an, still just an underrated receiver, obviously, even though he's gotten a little more respect over the past couple of seasons uh, with Fitz Magic throwing him. But, and I'll tell you, there's one, you know, Dolphins have a high pick. We're not the draft episode yet, but I can't help but think about. Go out and add Devontae Smith to this to this <laughs> weaponry, and really give Tua a chance to one, flex that that deep ball arm that he's got between Fuller and having Devontae Smith, and and then just having Parker as the possession guy, and and you know put Devontae Smith in a system where he can work in a slot where I think is where he's going to need to be and thrive in the NFL. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of faith in Tua this year. Okay. I have a little faith that he might he might uh, progress a little bit more.
0: Uh, with with the draft pick, it seems like everybody's saying that they're going to go pass catcher, wide receiver, maybe Kyle Pitts out of Florida tight end. Like
1: another you know. great option if, if we want to get him a little more of a safety blanket,
0: right? Because he's not really a tight end. I mean, he's he, you could put him anywhere. I mean, yeah, he's amazing. He's um, a is Buffalo? Even, I mean, I think Buffalo is the team to beat. They didn't do much. They kind of like mixed and matched. So they lose Tyler Croft. They bring in Jacob Hollister at tight end. They lose John Brown, they bring in Emmanuel Sanders, uh, an older player. Um, so they've kind of mixed the match. They didn't do much. Their biggest signing, our guy, the MVP, Nickelodeon, Mitch Trubisky. That's the yes. biggest signing
1: watch out, watch your back, Josh Allen. You better keep up, you better keep up those numbers or else, uh, you know, they, clearly there's some some lack of faith. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky takes over Nathan Peterman's, you know, void from a couple years ago. They got to have just a hilarious backup on that team. Um, but yeah, Buffalo didn't do much. I mean, their biggest thing that he did not in free agency was keep two of their players and Matt Milano and Daryl Williams on the offensive line for their tackle. You know, I mean, I think that was it. But I mean, this team kind of had it, you know, had it all. I think I would like to see them add um, some bulk on the defensive line. I think that was a problem. We saw them last year. They couldn't stop the run because they were a lot of speed guys on their, on their defensive line and not a lot of bulk out there. So I think they need to add some, some weight to that, um, which again, I think they can address in the draft.
0: Easily address that in the draft because there isn't a heavy defensive tackle presence, but there is a heavy defensive end preference. And you can get guys to play three and five technique. So is there any over-unders that you like in the AFC East?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think we and you are going to like this one, Dan, and Lou's not. Jets under six and a half wins. Jet, I, I was going to say Jets under. Jets under six and I a half was, wins. It could have been feels, two. This feels high. I mean, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, no signs that the offense is going to be any better than it was last year. I mean, again, the defense might be great, but, like, how – I mean, again, Joe Flacco not playing, hopefully. but <laughs> So that's a plus. But I just don't see how they keep up. And I like think you said the rest of the division all got better. I mean, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Patriots got significantly better. The Bills are still top of the AFC, a top three team in the AFC. And the Dolphins are going to be everybody's favorite, you know, wild card contender pick. So yeah. tough division to play in. I,
0: I don't mind that pick. I, I I saw places where it was under six and a half, like what, minus 120, you know, minus 130s in certain areas. So I mean that was like my favorite pick of last year, obviously. Um, and I think the Jets are kind of continuing to tankathon and still get draft picks. I agree with you. Mine's actually a little different. The Patriots and the Dolphins are both set at nine wins. One of those teams is not getting to nine wins. And my money's on New England getting to nine wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those teams. I'm taking the Dolphins under nine at plus 100. I, I think that that is a, a solid pick for them. I, I, again, like you said, I think New England's upgrades – and Buffalo's already cemented talent makes it difficult for Miami to go anywhere. Um, I could see them going, and now we got to factor in, by the way, the 17 games. So they, that would be like nine and eight. I could see them hovering right or there, around eight and nine. You know, fighting for a seventh division wild card spot at the or seventh wild card spot at the end. You know, uh, God, this, this seventh wild card, the 17 games, like it's really like an adjustment for me, like especially with these bet makers. But I'm gonna take the Dolphins under.
1: Okay, yeah, I like that. I would say there's a chance I'm looking at, you know, uh, if we want to think that someone could rival the Bills. I have, you know, Miami's plus 350, and New England's right around the same like plus 325. Yeah. I would think about maybe putting a little on Miami to win the division, but again, it's, it's it's really a wild card spot I think for those two teams this year. So I'd probably stay away from that. Um but yeah, I, I got these win totals are going to mess us up the rest of the episode as, as as we go along here.
0: Just five just five more games to bet on and five more games to lose. The,
1: the so. Jets will be 6 and 11 I'm hoping for. Like what?
0: <laughs> that does not compute. That does not compute. Let's go to the AFC North. Uh, not a ton of moves for teams in this division. Although there are there there is an interesting team that I that I'm thinking about, thinking about uh, and it might be a little crazy to think about them, but let's start and let's start with the, the big boys. Let's start with, with uh with the, the Cleveland Browns. Seems like everybody is there. That's everybody's like pick right now to uh, maybe be that dark horse team. They add some interesting pieces. Like they bulk up the defense with veteran players like Malik Jackson, Troy Hill comes to play corner. John Johnson is their number one overall, like free agency signing. Yep. Um, what do you think of that Jadavion Clowney, huh? I mean, that's an interesting move, too. Are the Browns gearing up for another run, maybe this time a little deeper in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, they didn't do anything to their offense, but obviously that was really their strength last year. It was their defense that was causing them so many problems. So they re- they go out and, I mean, address it and address it heavily, bringing in, like I said, John Johnson and Troy Hill coming from, uh, the number one passing defense last year of the Rams. I mean, that's two pretty good ads. Um, obviously, like I said, Malik Jackson. Um, I, I would have maybe liked to see them do a little bit more for Baker, though. Obviously, you're going to get, um, obviously, hopefully, OBJ can play this full season because him and Baker were, you know, starting to have a connection and him, him and uh, Landry have been doing pretty well. So, uh, and then they want to lean on the run game. And I think that, yeah, Stefanski going into, you know, second year, maybe he can, you know, learn from the mistakes that he made in the playoffs a little bit of some questionable calls that we were, you know, calling him out on. But I think that he's a coach that is going to grow is going to be able to adapt. And I, I do think they're in contention to win the the division this year.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think they're in contention. I think that there could be a serious, I think they're the favorite to be quite honest with you. Just looking at looking at the way that they're structured and what other teams have lost OBJ is their upgrade on offense. I don't think they need a huge uh, upgrade offensively because Stefanski is like the schemer. Like, yeah. he's, he, it reminds you of like a McVay type of Shanahan type. Like, he's going to fit his scheme into what he has. So, if OBJ just is into that, I think they'll be a really good contender. Uh, I kind of want to group these two teams together Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Yep. They both don't do much, they make some resigns. Uh, but they lose players like Baltimore loses guys on the offensive line. They lose their center they, they It doesn't sound like Orlando Brown uh, is going to be. It, it's, it's questionable what he does, although they replace him with Kevin Zeitler. And then Pittsburgh, they lost a lot of guys on that defense. I mean, yeah. they lose Mike Hilton and they lose Bud Dupree. I mean, that's a that's a pretty significant thing. These two teams both to me feel like they're either stuck in neutral or going in reverse.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I think personally, Steelers are going in reverse. I think the Steelers, I just think you see it every year too. When you see a super dominant defense, um, it's hard to repeat that the next season. That's Things are going right perfectly. Guys are motivated to just a, a certain level. And to bring that kind of intensity year after year, and again, like I said, with losing some really key pieces on that defensive side, I don't think that that defense is going to be able to carry the team like it did last year. And Ben is just another year older without any more weapons than he had, obviously again, I mean, you know, you have good receivers in Juju Claypool and and Deontay Johnson, but I just Ben's another year older. This, this division's only getting better. Like you said, versus, I think the Ravens again, I just think the Ravens got off to such a slow start last year, the COVID season, I think really messed them up. Lamar had a bad off season. I think Lamar is going to be ready to come back in this year, get a full off season in um, and really, you know, them and Gre- him and Greg Roman still there year three um, just be able to absolutely dominate the league. I think like they were expected to last year. I think maybe, you know, again, they had a soft, he had a sophomore slump and a little bit of a lull, but I think the uh, the Ravens are ready to go out and dominate this year. And I, I, again, everybody's hyping up the Browns and that makes me really think people are sleeping on the Ravens again, because the way they turned it on last year going into the playoffs, I just think they're such a good team and such, obviously just a well-coached team. The
0: thing about the Ravens is that it, they're obviously a well-coached team and they're going to contend and compete. Their ceiling now is the divisional round. I mean, they haven't made it past that with Lamar and that's kind of where they need to go. They're taking those next steps. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I'm, I don't know how much better they are. And I think that teams in their division like Cleveland, uh, is going to be a better challenge to them. Um, they've obviously Pittsburgh is going to compete with them every year, but they just don't seem to me like a team that I really want to put a lot of faith in to go out and win a super bowl. Like we did last year. I mean, both of us, I think both of us had Baltimore and Dallas. I think I remember. So I don't, I, I, they don't do it for me. You replace Willie Sneed, like Sammy Watkins, like not sure how big of an upgrade that is, you know, I mean, I, don't I, have, I have that
1: he's an upgrade over Des Bryant. You know, I guess that's okay. about. Okay. That's, so if we're looking at it from that angle. It's a significant upgrade.
0: That's fair. That's very fair. But I think they could use another offensive weapon. I, I, somebody that they don't have to rely so much on Mark Andrews all the time. You know, somebody that you can go to on third down.
1: For for sure. And and right, let's get to it. Let's get crazy because I wanted you to get crazy right from the yeah, jump. Because Joey B and the bangles over there are just, it, it, with some of these signings that they made are getting me pretty happy, pretty excited. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, I I love love what they're doing with their defense. I I think defensively they just went out and added beef and 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 players that they needed to add. First they got their secondary right. They they already have. That's a great signing
1: of so many pieces in the secondary.
0: So many. I mean, you already have like a good secondary with like Jesse Bates, and and I know that they've lost William Jackson, and that's like a big loss for them. But they replace that with Mike Hilton, Chidobe wouzier Ricardo Allen, like guys that are veterans that are reliable. They're just reliable pieces. And then you add that with Bates in the back end, like I, I think they could be good. I think they could have a significant thing. And then you add on the defensive line, you get Trey Hendrickson, who had a great year last year. A lot of people saying he's a one-and-done guy. but. That's only proven until he yeah. doesn't. And yeah. then 14 sacks. Right, 14 sacks last year with the Saints. Nobody talked about it. And then Larry Ogunjobi from Cleveland comes over too. So I, I think that they get way better on defense. And they also add one of the best best offensive linemen out of free agency. They add Riley Reeve from, from Minnesota. So if they can get another one, if they add Penny Sewell in the draft, I mean, yes. I really do think that Cincinnati – could sneak up on some teams. I think they're sneaky play, Matt.
1: Dan, I am I am right there with you. I just <laughs> something again. We I think we're just too. We can't get sucked into the Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow effect. But I mean, man, he really is special in in what he did carry in that team before he got hurt last year. Just carrying just a dead weight of a team, um, and then obviously a lot of those players, you know, having a full season too. As bad as they are last year, getting a full season of NFL play under your belt, those guys, they get elevated, and they, they get a little bit better. and You learn a little bit more every year. Uh, absolutely beefing up the defense. And, yeah, I, they need to add Sewell in the draft if they want to be able to, to compete here because Riley Reef can't do it all himself. Um, but I said that that could be the biggest offseason free agent ad. If Joe Burrow doesn't get pressured nearly as much as he did last year, that could be considered the biggest the biggest ad if, if he ends up you know putting up numbers because he's able to stand in a clean pocket.
0: And the beauty of this draft too is that, in the second round where they pick high, like they can get a really good receiver or really good running back. They lose Giovanni Bernard. Maybe there's a guy out there for them. If there's an ETN from Clemson that's available in the second round, like they add him. Like I think I think our new cats. At least my new cat this year. I'm going from Panthers to Bengals. Bengals might be our hype team this year.
1: Oh, uh, we, we, we're committing to a tough, we're committing to this since this is so par for the course. We're just going to find a bad team. How many years ago did they have the Detroit lions making the playoffs like yeah. three seasons ago? Good Lord. We just love bad teams.
0: We love bad teams because we want to see like, but when they hit, they hit, that's the thing. It's, so no, it's good. feels good. Give me an over, give me an over under any over unders that you like here.
1: Uh, Pittsburgh under eight and a half wins. Like yeah. I, I, I think this is a fall off year. I think. Ben's last year, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be just as bad as like Philip Rivers and just as bad as Peyton Manning. It's gonna be Ben. This was one year too freaking long, man. You are you are done. You are dead as a doornail. So I have Pittsburgh under eight and a half wins, and then I don't even have it. But go, tell me what Cincinnati's win total is because I'll take the over with you.
0: Cincinnati's over is six and a half, and I am all over. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I think seven over.
1: seven wins. in hey seven and ten. <laughs> Seven
0: ten—that's the new mantra.
1: That's ridiculous. And
0: I just think that they—I think that they're better than the bad teams in the AFC. Like I yeah. don't think they're a bad team in the AFC anymore. I think they are a mid-level tier team now. I agree. Uh, and I—I I hate to do this, but I also have the Ravens under eleven. I, I don't think mm. they make it there. I, I hundred. I, I think that I don't think the Ravens are going to have. I think this—the scheme of what the Ravens do teams are more prepared for it i think i i just can't see them going 12 and 5. although again it's super weird to say but
1: yeah so well other than that i have i i do have baltimore i took I'm going to take Baltimore plus 135 to win the division because again that okay. was it they were about a minus 110 and then obviously this all this Cleveland hype and all this Cleveland steam that's pushing that they're both like Cleveland's now the favorite technically I think betting wise. So I think that that's a little I just think that was a little bit of an overcorrection so I like that there's just plus number on Baltimore to win a, a division that I again they are the favorite for me. Um and then again I I think it's hard to not take Lamar Lamar Jackson for an MVP at plus 1600 with mm. the st- just the stats this guy puts up you know Again, he had a sophomore slump last year, but they were just, they were so bad to start the season. I just don't see that happening this year. I think they're going to be full pedal to the metal all season long. And again, might just be for the regular season. Might not make it out of the divisional round, but tell you, that's a damn good regular season team. They blow team, because they blow teams out too. So they hit some, helps them put up tons of points, tons of touchdowns. You know, they beat, they beat the bad teams 36 to 14 on the regular. So.
0: I think I'm just buying so hard on the Browns though. Like, I feel like I feel I'm like, trying
1: not to fall into that. Cause everybody wants to buy into the Browns. You, you were against it last year, Dan, you said they I were was. cupcake. You said they were bullies. Eighth
0: grade bully last year. I I, I just, I think, I think where they are now and the additions and pieces that they've added, I kind of starting to take, be a little bit of a believer. Ew. Believe yeah. man. I, just, I, I like them to win the division. I do. They're plus twenty five to win the division right now. I think, you know, I mean, cleveland and and even and and listen you want to talk about sacrilege and how how bad i am in right now on the browns i don't mind taking a baker mayfield mvp
1: no you're crazy you're crazy people said i was crazy last year taking
0: rogers for mvp and i take this one at 4 don't you dare
1: don't you dare i know rogers i think i remember when you said that i was like that's a really good point like we're sleeping on him it's a run first offense, Dan. How is he going to win MVP?
0: I think, I think they utilize him differently. I think especially adding OBJ back to that and, and him being able to him being able to have an extra weapon to throw to, it, and especially deep down the field. I just the, the electricity that that team has with weapons, I don't hate it. It's either going to be a Rodgers play for me or it's going to be the Drew Lock play for me. And I'll take the
1: swing. Aye, aye, aye.
0: <laughs> I'll take the swing. Let's go to the AFC South. Uh, the biggest news of the the biggest news in the AFC South this whole offseason, um, outside of bad news for the Houston Texans, Carson Wentz. Carson yeah. Wentz. It, do you is this now the perfect fit for Carson Wentz where he is? Do you like this move for Indianapolis? Does this propel them farther than Philip Rivers propel them?
1: Yeah, I, I think this could be the most polarizing, interesting, thought-provoking move of the entire offseason. Mm. Just because of, again, it, it's this team was so good last year. They got it, again, with a dead-armed Philip Rivers. They were just competing, and they got, what, 11 wins or 12 wins last year? Mm. Um, and now you bring in – you get Carson Wentz getting out of his horrible spot in Philly where he was just – you could tell he was just miserable with, obviously, the in-and-out of line of Jalen Hurts behind him and all this other stuff going on. He gets to join Frank Reich to go for another MVP potential season. And I mean, I really, this is probably the most complete team in the NFL. They have barely any weaknesses outside of, outside of edge rusher because they lost Justin Houston, which I, again, I just think they're going to draft, draft that piece and, and fill in. This is the most complete team. He's got a good offensive line. He's got weapons all over the place. I love the Colts this year. I love the Colts, especially in a division that I think is down. I think Houston is going to be the worst team in the league. Houston is hot garbage. We'll get to them in a minute. Jaguars are just going to get started going. And I think the Titans losing Arthur Smith are not going to have a top five offense this year. So I love the Colts this year.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all in on the Colts. I'm all in on the Colts. Listen, I've been on Carson Wentz since he's been in the league. I mean, I just, I love him. I think he's a fantastic player. I think the situation in Philadelphia was so toxic from Mm -hmm. the building to the analytics team, to the scouting team. You you, Go read that article in the athletic. It'll tell you everything. I mean, that was so damning about that whole situation. Uh, and, And I think it's a more an indictment on Philadelphia than it should be on Indianapolis at all. I mean, I think this is a perfect marriage. Reich, Wentz. They uh, re signed T.Y. Hilton. They only did a couple of re signs. They really didn't add a lot. They had Sam no. Tubby to the offensive line. I actually think they need an offensive tackle. I think they need to replace Anthony Costanzo, get somebody in there to play left tackle and protect that guy because there's nobody more injured than Wentz. And so you need a guy. You don't want this to turn into another Andrew Luck situation. That would be the worst. That would be the floor for this situation. But as far as this season, you're absolutely 100% spot on. I think the Colts are. I think the Colts are a dark horse Super Bowl team. I really do. And I know we like, I feel like we say that every year, but the the Colts structure and how they're built and now they have the run game uh, to go along with it. Uh, I like them. I like them a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I just think, I think it's just such a perfect, the organization and the way that they're, again, even they didn't spend a lot of them and they have a lot of cap space, but they, again, they have to sign guys like the, uh, like, uh Leonard and and Quentin Nelson and they have to you know they're locking up these key pieces that you build a franchise around
0: now let's go to Houston because that whole situation is absolutely (laughs) disgusting I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at these names and I feel like these are guys that every single one of these guys I would have maybe signed on my team like three or four years ago
1: like it's it's such a funny like you look at it and it's the biggest list of transactions like it's like wow they were so busy and like these guys are just all like replacement level players. It's literally just, I, I read an article. It was like everyone, every name you look at is just, well, yeah, I guess that guy can fill, could play the position. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess it's not the worst. It's not the best. It's it's basically like they just had to fill a roster. Yeah. They just have to be able to start a football team. That's what all these moves say to me.
0: Yeah. I think Cas- Casario really Walk through a situation where he just, he was, that's the worst possible place to go right now. I mean, look at these names, Matt. Terrence Mitchell, Tyrod Taylor, who might actually be the day one starter. Uh, Philip
1: Lindsay. Let's do the wide receivers. The wide receivers are my favorite.
0: Yeah, I don't, Do not I have the wide receivers? I don't think I have
1: uh, the wide receivers. Uh, on the I, I, Andre Roberts, Chris Connelly, oh and Dante God. Moncrief. Uh, like, what are we doing?
0: Is that the Jaguars like two years ago? Is yeah. That that's what it sounds like that's that is ridiculous. Now they already have Brandon Cooks on the team too, but Brandon Cooks is old. I mean, Brandon Cooks is really old. So
1: Brandon Cooks has like never actually been what his potential should be. When he was drafted by the Saints, he was supposed to be just the next big thing, and he's just he's had a couple decent seasons here and there.
0: I mean, I, I'm looking at the other name too, Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram. Does that do anything for you?
1: Not without an offensive line, <laughs> which they still don't have.
0: They still don't have it. I mean. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. They they got a bunch of like old Patriots players they bring over, like like Terrence Brooks and they brought Marcus Cannon over. Like, you know, it's it's every time it feels like every time somebody from the Patriots leave, they just bring people over from there. So uh yeah, Houston might be condemning yeah, it, number it, one
1: pick. And a sixty-five-year-old head coach.
0: Yeah, and oh, don't forget that of uh, the wide receivers coach for the Baltimore Ravens, the number one rush team in uh, the league.
1: <laughs> the the elite the elite group of the Baltimore wide receivers. Yes,
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, I assume that Jacksonville is probably going to be competing with them for the number one pick. I just think Jacksonville's still on this tank mode where they're just filling in spots. I mean, they kind of have a similar. Um, a similar group of talent that comes over. I look at guys, Philip Dorsett, Carlos Hyde, your favorite, Marvin Jones comes over. I mean, it's Marvin def- Jones,
1: I don't hate. That's that yeah. one. That one I actually kind of like. Yeah, that's not bad, but
0: they're a young team. The question is, Urban, Urban and, and Trevor. I mean, that's, I mean, we know that's what it's going to be. So can Urban transition to the football life that an NFL coach has?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like. Again, they did. They were just as busy as Houston. Yeah. I do think just some of the. I think they filled positional needs a little bit better though, because again, like they added a ton. Of, I I don't like their offensive moves much, but their defense, which was you know a mockery last year, was mm-hmm. the Jaguars' defense. You know, you've got Miles Jack at your linebacker, who's one of the best in the league, so he can basically hold down that spot by himself. And then they add a ton on the line, and they add a ton in the secondary. And again, yeah. it's like they might not be big names, but they're going to be able to. You know, I think they're going to be able to play a lot better this year, and they're definitely going to be. You know, like I said, they're not in contention this year with Trevor Lawrence just starting. But I think they got some good building blocks of, of where to move from here. I, I I definitely think they do better than Houston does. I'll say that.
0: I kind of agree with that. I think that well, just because of their quarterback situation, it's it's hard to tell with Lawrence. But um, like Shaq Griffin, I thought was a good sign. Like mm-hmm. it's a good sign. It's it's nothing that you know maybe it moves the needle a little, but it's it's nothing splish splash, you know. And that's what Jacksonville has to be. I mean, they have to basically kind of avoid spending because they know the caps going up. And a lot of these guys are on one year deals. So yeah. it's, you know, I will see if Jacksonville is Tennessee. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say, I was just saying now the team Tennessee, who I think is the most confusing team for me going into every mm-hmm. season at this point, ever since they, they broke in and they beat the Ravens. It's just like, are they going to do this again? Is it, and, and they've changed their identity. Like that was a defensive team two years ago in the last year, that best offensive powerhouse. And now you lose Arthur Smith. Where do we go from here? What what do you think of their signings? I think they added a little bit more on the defensive end.
0: Yeah, defense was kind of their strong suit. It seems like Rabel was not happy with it. Yep. So, you know, you, you get rid of the corners, and Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler, and you bring in Janoris Jenkins, uh, and then maybe that's a place where they go in the draft. Uh, I like the Bud Dupree. I like the Danico Autry signings. Yep. I love both of those. Agree. Um, as far as the offense goes, look, replacing an offensive coordinator is not easy. And also replacing one of the best wide receivers in football, at least last year, um, was Corey Davis. And to replace him with Josh Reynolds is, you know, I mean, that's going to be a downgrade. But like I said, a lot of this team runs through Derrick Henry. So, I mean, I'm not sure. And then Jonu Smith is, I forgot about Jonu Smith too. I mean, they did lose a lot. They they lost a lot offensively.
1: I mean, he was like a number one red zone threat in the league last year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough, tough tough team to gauge. I think they'll be better defensively. I do. Yeah. But offensively, maybe they take a step back. And does that hurt, help them or hurt them? I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be much more again like Vrabel kind of really needing to you know take the reins as the head coach again, again, last year with a lot of credit given to Arthur Smith with what they did on offense. And I think it's going to be much more of a variable team this year. Um, Still going to be aggressive, you know, going for, going for short, short yard, third and fourth downs with Henry, obviously, because that's just such a weapon uh, to have. And then playing hopefully better defense. Cause yeah, I think he was, he was fed up with this defense. They were, they were one of the worst third down defenses, maybe the worst third down defense in the league last year.
0: You got an over under. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Houston under four and a half Colts over 10.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Houston under four and a half. That's, that's, that's pretty good.
1: good. You know, my thought on that is who knows how much Watson plays this year with everything surrounding him, whether, you know, either he gets traded. I just, or, you know, I don't think he's going to want to risk playing for this garbage team. Like he's not going to put himself out there to get injured. He doesn't want to be there. He's got all this other, you know, legal stuff going on. So I, I think he barely plays. And that's just going to be a bad team.
0: I don't think he plays at all. I really don't. I don't. I don't think he's there. I. I. I right now, the uncertainty of it, and and going through twenty two civil lawsuits. I mean, he's going to be a mess. I mean, I don't see how they even really can allow him. Like, that, think about the PR nightmare that's going to be for the NFL. Like to deal with that. I mean, it already is. I don't think he plays this year. And I think under four and a half is not bad. Uh, I like the Jags under six and a half, though. I don't think they're ready to make the jump. I think they're still, they're still one of the worst teams in football. Uh, they're not, they're not like how we talk about the Bengals making the jump. I still don't see the Jaguars. I still think the Jaguars are top five pick next year. I, I don't see them making any big leap.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think they could be a very good against the spread team. I think they might be like the Bengals yes. last year.
0: Yes, because think about it. they won one game last year. Yeah, and it was Week One. Like yeah. that's like to get to seven after winning one game with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. I don't see that. I don't see that. at all. Good point.
1: And, and you know, if we want to go further than this, yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz MVP. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's on my list. Too. Plus,
1: plus too. 33 to one odds. I mean, that that's the juiciest one on the board for me, as far as like feeling like there's a legitimate chance to happen while also having tremendous value. I mean, that one, I got to, I think I got to throw a flyer on
0: have to have to. I love Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz for MVP. That's a really, really good one. All right, let's do it. Let's go to the AFC West. I'm very interested. And we're going to talk about your team first, because I, I want to hear what the, uh, the mile high city man is thinking about his Denver Broncos who load up in the secondary this year. It's a secondary season for Denver um thoughts on denver's offseason
1: i love what they did this offseason mm. the only thing that can now put a cherry on the top would be to draft a quarterback because it really feels like the one position that we are are missing right now i would have liked to see them do maybe a little more on the offensive line um some you know they've drafted uh cushionberry last year and, and uh, uh risner the year before uh, i think i said that name right um it, so they they have some younger pieces that are, are developing um i would have liked to see another piece but yeah i mean adding uh darby and fuller bringing back simmons um and, you know callahan had a breakout le- a year last year at cornerback playing really well um uh, and they're able to let go of you know a bad contract and aj bouye who's who's over the hill it, it, the way cornerbacks just die off is so sad they they so- they, they go like all since like one year again like i can't believe we didn't say this but like the Colts resigned Xavier Rhodes. I was like, really? <laughs> like I, I thought, yeah. I thought the second half of last year, he looked bad. Uh, well, and, he looked, and he looked bad in Minnesota before, before that. So, yep. um, but I mean, I love what they did at the cornerback position. I think you, know, you get Von Miller back and, and you saw Chubb. I mean, we got to get that full season of having Chubb and Miller on each side of that defensive line, because that's just terrifying for any team to have to go against. Um, and again, God, just draft the quarterback. Cause we got the offensive weapons. Yep. Just draft a freaking quarterback, man. <laughs> it's,
0: it's the one team in the league that is a quarterback away. I mean, it really is. If you look at uh like you you mentioned with Darby, getting Kyle Fuller was like unbelievably good. A
1: beautiful one-year deal.
0: Oh, perfect. Resigning Simmons was amazing. Uh, and you also resigned Kareem Jackson, who's another veteran guy that you can get in the cornerback position there. And but the offense, you're right. I mean, it is. Like it feels like Elway just loves Drew Lock and everybody else doesn't, and that's just the way it is. Uh, and we'll see what happens. I mean, him taking a step back. I hope. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's reality or not. And George Payton's in charge. It's a very precarious time. But that nine position in the draft, you're absolutely right. If Atlanta doesn't draft
1: a quarterback, of course. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I don't want the nine position. I want him to be on the phone with Atlanta right now.
0: Yep, that is that is a really good, interesting spot where Denver could sneak in because there's a lot of teams at the back end of the first round, and we'll get to this in the draft. But there's a lot of teams at the back end of the first round that can move up to four, seven, eight, right ahead of Denver. So it's it's interesting for them. What about Kansas City? Kansas City, do anything for you? I mean, I, I know like the big signing is Joe Tooney, and they needed that, but they lose both tackles. On the offensive tackle, look, we know this team is so loaded. It's just basically kind of the same team with a few mixing parts on the offensive
1: line. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, obviously trying to protect the most valuable asset in the league and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they, they're doing what they were supposed to do, at least by it fixing. Again, the, the problem last year was clearly their interior. So they get Tooney, Kyle Long, and Austin Blythe uh, to come in. So yeah. literally transform the entire middle of that line. But again, yeah, the the losing the tackles. Um, is going to be a big deal and see how, you know, those guys can step up. But, yeah, they didn't do much. Hey, uh, yeah, They bring in Tajay Sharp to fill in the Sammy Watkins role. But, again, they've just got so many. It's one of those teams it doesn't really matter what the weapons you have, especially when you're just surrounding Hill and Kelsey with extra guys. You know, those, are again, talk about supporting your your good players. So, uh, Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're going to be great yep. and uh, probably should just put a Super Bowl future on them now because it's going to be the best value you can get. Um, <laughs> and they're probably going to make it to the AFC Championship game again.
0: More than likely. I do like the signing of Jerron Reed at the defensive tackle, I think, just to shore that up and get some more beef down there and stop the stop the run. I do like that. But here's a team – I, I got to talk about this team. I, I really like this team a lot. I really like the Chargers a lot. Am I crazy? Am I crazy to, to like the Chargers to maybe, just maybe, make a deep push even for the division?
1: The, the Chargers are the other team, again, that everybody I think has been picking – uh, to, to pop like in the next season. You know what I mean? Like everybody's been like, Oh, they're going to, they're, they're about there. They're about to pop. You know, obviously they've got, they got the two big edge rushers that everybody loves and Bosa and Ingram. um, And now you've got rocket arm, Justin Herbert back there. And for me, I just think that, I guess I, I may be going a little different from the way the rookie season went, where if I'm backing to to maybe progress a little bit more, I'm thinking Justin Herbert's going to take a step back a little bit. I know that they added some, I know they added offensive line pieces. Maybe this is just me not wanting to have another uh, superstar in my division of a superstar quarterback, like have have two top five quarterbacks outside of – inside of the AFC West if Justin Herbert is what he looks like he could be. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. I just – first-year head coach, uh, we got to see what they could do. we got to see what they could do. I know they're a very popular pick.
0: Is that first-year head coach thing, though, like is it – is it a bad thing considering who their coach was the previous year? It's like, fair. I, I we were, mean, we we're
1: pretty critical know, of, of uh, you know, I mean, I always had Anthony Lynn's <laughs> back. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely, I mean, it is an upgrade, I, you would think. But, again, I don't know. I've never seen the guy coach. never seen I the mean, guy have a listen, head coaching
0: position. He had the number one defense in football last year. And yep. there is there is a transition from coordinator to head coach. There certainly is. Uh, and he doesn't have a ton of experience. I think it shocked a lot of people, but if he implements his his uh, his defense in the way he wants to do it, and then can have the offense, uh, Pep Hamilton continue to work with Herbert. Herbert threw for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns last year, and he's also, like, it's not like he did that and he's a, a non-physical specimen. He is a Freaking horse! He's got a rocket arm, and he's—I—I I feel like he is only going to get better. I love what they did on the offensive line, adding Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley at center. I mean, they needed to upgrade that so badly, and they could still get either Slater or Sewell, whichever one they want. I think. I think one of those two guys would be available uh in the draft. So, you know, uh, for me, it just seems to all be fitting together for the Chargers to. I don't know, man. I, I think I think it sounds crazy. I mean, if you're going to place a divisional bet on somebody in the AFC West at plus 365, I don't hate the Chargers. I really don't. I think that's pretty decent value for that team. Um, and obviously, I mean, I think we already said this. Um, I think we already said this, and we're gonna talk about the Raiders, but I think we already said this in our way too early picks, like a couple months ago like Herbert to win MVP has gone from 17 to one to 25 to one.
1: Uh, It's it, so, it, it's wait, it's gone up. Or are you well, saying it's gone, it's gone from 25 to down to 17?
0: No, no, I I'm seeing 25 to one. I don't know what you're seeing.
1: Really? I thought, I thought everybody was like hammering that right away. I thought that was going to go. I thought that would only get, uh, get lower.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought so too, but I think maybe there was some movement uh, on some other players, but I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Herbert to me, uh, at least that's the last I check. Yeah. I can double check it for you if you want. But I mean, at, at this point in the in the season, if you get that for Justin Herbert, I just I I can't pass that up. I have to take. Yeah.
1: Again, I just I don't know. I, I think that I have to like be. I'm just trying to be. Maybe I'm zagging when everybody's zigging, kind of thing. Where again, it just this feels like the pick of again, it, like uh, it's just finally all coming together. And I just think that there's going to again, there's just some pieces where again, just first year head coach. It's not you know. I get that he's going to work to implement his defense, but it. Doesn't happen overnight, and then again, I you said Herbert threw for forty five hundred yards, but I mean, are you expecting him to throw for forty eight hundred? You think he's just going to keep like getting better? I think that there's eventually there's got to be a little bit of regression. I just think he had such an incredible rookie campaign that there's got to be a little bit of drawback. I don't know.
0: I I think he's that one guy. There's always one guy that breaks from the pack. I feel like, and, and I feel like he's it. I know Burrow. Like
1: I was gonna say, his name is Joey Burrow.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're going to probably love Joe Burrow in the future. Yeah, twenty five to one right now. After as of April tenth. So that's what I'm seeing. So I don't hate it. Uh, I, I I do kind of like that a lot. Uh, Raiders. Uh, I wish Chris was here to talk about this because I just I think they're absolutely they're the worst off of anybody.
1: Biggest I mean, losers. Biggest losers are the off season.
0: Biggest losers. I mean, you just dismantle. Your defensive line, your offensive line, just you just dismantle them to sign Kenyon Drake when you already have a thousand yard rusher. I mean that's crazy. I mean I don't, I, I just don't and will never understand John Gruden. I just it, understand. It,
1: no, it doesn't make any sense. And like like they make the splash with Yannick Ngakwe and like get an edge rusher that they need. But again, like I, they just do it. They they bring in like one piece and they're like ah like I fixed our defense and it's just like. <laughs> I don't know. You still got Jonathan Abrams out there. going to murder somebody on every game and get suspended because yep. he just plays like an absolute moron. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Raiders, Raiders is a tough, look. Like they said, they, they, yeah, they dismantled their offensive line, which is probably the biggest strength they had last year. Mm-hmm. And now it's just absolutely outside of incognito. It's basically just gone.
0: I mean, you lose Trent Brown. You lose Rodney Hudson. Like you lose uh, like, like you said, I mean, incognito gets re-signed, but And then they signed signed Colton. They lose Gabe Jackson. That's the other guy too. I mean, to Seattle. I mean, that's yikes. Just
1: yikes. Yikes. All over the place.
0: And Yannick Ngakwe. Guy's been on four teams in three years. I wonder why, you know? I mean,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I, I can't do it. So any over-unders there?
1: Uh, I have the Chargers under nine wins. Uh, I I just think that there's going to be a little bit of a step back. Again, I think they could be right on that nine win mark though. So, I I just think that's a little. It might be a little high for me. Again, playing in a division that I hope is going to be better. I'm hoping that if the well minus the Raiders, but Broncos draft a quarterback, they're going to be challenging. And obviously, you got to play the Chiefs twice a year. But I mean, those those Chiefs uh, Chargers games are going to be probably some of the biggest, most watched. We're going to have a few of those in prime time. I'm quite sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, The Chargers give the Chiefs a little bit of headaches. I mean, like they do, and that's so crazy. I have the Chargers over nine. I really do. I, I'm in on it. I'm head to head, the minus one fifteen. Let's go. First one of the year. Here we go. Yep. A little early, but and and then I, I have your Broncos over seven and a half. I think they get the eight wins. I think they can. If
1: Absolutely. They get, if they get Trey Lance, they can.
0: Oh, that's the is that the guy now? Is that who we're going for?
1: That's the guy. Oh, that, baby, that, that is the guy, and that's why I think they they haven't made that trade yet to the four spot. Because I think they need to see what San Francisco does. I am praying that San Francisco falls in love with Justin Fields. Because I don't think, again, I, far far too short for for uh, for Elway to draft that guy. He's not t- he's not <laughs> tall enough. Meanwhile, we can get a nice six four Trey Lance out there. That I'd be happy with. But yeah, I don't know. Fields Fields is obviously. And we're getting more to that to draft stuff. I, I know I can't wait to talk about Justin Fields with you because yeah. he is just such a you know gone from could he have been the first overall pick when he was going off in the playoffs and then now Zach Wilson takes his spot clearly over him for the jets. And, and, you know, now is he going to fall all the way back? It's he's, he's such an interesting, interesting name in the draft.
0: Saw a mock draft the other day, having him fall to 24 to the Steelers. Yeah. It's,
1: it's all over the place with him.
0: It's crazy. I mean, I feel terrible for that kid. Uh, the other one I have also is the under Raiders seven and a half. No way they're getting the seven wins. I, yeah, that's a
1: lot. That that's a good point. That's that's a high win total for them. Yeah,
0: seven and a half is for the Raiders. Forget that. I'm out. I'm out on that. Um, I also uh, one more on this. Mahomes for MVP at six hundred. I, I yeah. do. I do think that coming off of that Super Bowl loss, I do think that that's another one where I'd be like, okay, they're probably pissed, and he may go crazy this year. I I think that could be definitely
1: one. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, are we going to get into Super Bowl futures right now? Because, again, my my other one would be, again, they're plus 500 right now to win the Super Bowl. I'm probably just going to have a wager on it and then just work on hedging out throughout the playoffs as I normally do because it's just getting a big number on them now for a team that I, I just don't see how they don't make the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I just don't see how they don't get there. So you make it to the AFC Championship game, and you have them at you know plus five hundred to win the Super Bowl. You hedge out in two games, and, and you're going to end up with a profit. So I, I that for me, just locked that in now, and, and give yourself something to work with as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, there's no other team I can see really. If I was going to place a a bet on a Super Bowl winner, I do have some long shots though for AFC champion, and I do like these. Uh, you're going to hate me, you're going to yell at me, you're going to think I'm an idiot, but I do. I I am gonna buy in. I'm buying in on Cleveland getting to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'll I do it. Chargers. I'll do it. A plus eight hundred to get to the Super Bowl. I just I'll 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 lay the wood with that. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty nervous to do it, but you know what? I just think that they could be that team that every year there's a team that kind of is on the rise and maybe surprise some people and you know and, and is good but not great. And then they just have this big jump. And I'm looking for a team that has a second year jump. So I have two teams that have second year jumps. Cleveland's one of them. Indianapolis is the other. I'm taking yep. Indianapolis at plus 950 to win the AFC. I like both of those teams.
1: Oh, I see them at, I, I could see them at uh, plus 1200. For the oh, really? Well, I'll yeah. take that too. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. That seems like a really good value to me. Yeah. I see, yeah, 1200, 1100, something around there. But I mean, yeah, you get them over 10 to 1. I think that's a great pick.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Indianapolis. I'll be all in on Carson Wentz. Um, I I already have my 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 brother who's an Eagles fan, and I have a brother who's a Colts fan. And I think they're both just gonna get matching like away and home Wednesday. <laughs> <season>. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. But that's the AFC wrapped up. I mean, Matty Ice, pretty freaking good. Pretty freaking good.
1: Pretty good. And I I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there there was some big moves here, but I I does feel like some of these more significant moves were in the NFC. So I'm excited yeah. to do this NFC episode next because I think that is where we saw. Obviously, again, we we'll, we you know, we didn't get to. You know, I think we talked about it before, but obviously, we talked about Stafford, golf. We get yeah. to talk about Darnold a little bit more and what that brings to Carolina uh, and in some other moves. Washington, the football team, you know, Dax back. And if the NFC is is much more the interesting case. I think again, similar to last year. See the AFC. You see the Chiefs, uh, the Bills, and then now, obviously, I think people are considering Brown, uh, Browns, Colts, Baltimore. You know, be that be that top five kind of thing.
0: Well, we will have that NFC show for you coming up after we release this show. But for now, that is the full episode for the AFC Free Agent Show. Tune in next time for the NFC Free Agent Show, which will drop very, very soon right after this one. So for Mighty C, Matty Ice, Matt Silvers, and for Lemon Pepper Lou Paracon, our producer, I'm Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to The Sunday Car.